guys, welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. It's Judy. Hey, it's Sana. I forgot my name for a second. <laughs> I always love our intros because, like, sometimes I can flummox you. I, I was going to say it's good. And I'm like, no, no one asked me how I was doing. <laughs> it's Sana. My name is Sana. Good job. And I'm here. Wait, I feel like I forgot we were going to talk about a thing, and I you won an award. Let's talk about that. Oh, I did. I did win an award. Was it? Not, I don't know, winning. I got an award. Do you win awards? I don't remember. Basically, the Miss Foundation, which is a really incredible foundation for women. It was started 45 years ago um, by Gloria Steinem and Marie Wilson and just some really incredible women who are groundbreakers in their fields. Just for women's rights, they have been working on women's rights for 45 years, if not longer, probably 50 years, and just are legends. And they uh, gave me an award called an Emerging Leader Award. Yay! Yay, I'm an emerging leader! And, uh, you know, just to sort of honor some of the work I've done in comics, um, a shout-out for, you know, Ms. Marvel and Kamala Khan, but raising sort of the issue of inclusion and diversity at Marvel. And I thought it was really amazing. It's also really intimidating because I'm just sort of like... You know, there's still a lot more work to do. And, you know, it's but it was a really incredible evening with some really just talented women who are so intimidating and so cool and so kind. And I've never been in a room like that before because everyone was so positive and uplifting and tough and supportive and all these incredible things. It was electric. It was so incredible. I really hope that. Uh, and I say I'm saying incredible a lot because I don't even know how to describe it beyond that because just I was so moved throughout the entire evening. But I do hope that whenever you are in a room with other like-minded individuals, just like be interested in what they're doing, be supportive of them, lift them up. It it it, it can do so much, not just for you, but it does so much for that other person. And I hope to try to do that wherever I go because. Like I, I've I've never experienced anything like this, and I want to thank Teresa Younger and Gloria Steinem and Maria Wilson for this just honor, this this just really mind blowing honor. Thank you so much, and hopefully we can do some cool things with them in the future. But you guys should go check out the Miss Foundation. It is a really great organization, and they're focusing more on women of color in the coming year. Um, and they've had some really other awesome honorees who are doing. Uh, some great work as well. Um, so do check it out. And yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yay, Santa. Yeah. Yay, clap, 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 just clap. carry the award around. You should. I realize we should <laughs> definitely post a picture of you with the award on our Instagram. Yeah, let's do that, guys. Yeah. Our Instagram, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna work on updating because we've got some exciting things going on this summer. But before we get to that, we actually have a uh, guest this week that I was very excited to bring back on the show. We actually got to talk to Tati Gabriel from the Chilling Adventure of Sabrina on the red carpet from Marvel Studios Captain Marvel she was walking by where we were standing um, we literally like oohed at her dress because she looked amazing she great I love that um, dress it was so beautiful yeah. and we were like hi we want to talk to you and uh, at the end of it I gave her my card and I was like please come by the office and then like three weeks later she came by the office and uh, I got to talk to her she is 
as fabulous when she's not on the carpet. Her nails were done. Her outfit. I mean, it was she was stunning. I was like, I feel like I didn't try very hard when I woke up this morning. I never try hard, as you guys know, as you guys are You're aware. You're just wearing your New York City black aesthetic right now. Yeah. Which is totally fine. It's just it's always sweaters. Outside. I know. It's pretty terrible outside. But no, it was, it, it's, it's, I'm such a fan. She's fantastic on that show. I have to say she's, she's great. Um, I think she's also stunning and just, just captivating to, to watch. And I, um, I love that show. Was totally unexpected because I did not know that they were going to take that tonal direction. If you guys have not watched it, it's super fun, fantastic acting throughout, stylistically really, really fun and interesting. And, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And I'm so glad you guys had a, a great conversation. Is she a fan? Does she like Marvel? She does. Yeah. Yeah. We actually talked a little bit about how one of her co-stars, Chance, uh, actually introduced her to even more characters than she knew before. Um, we get into that, and I, ha- I actually have some fun questions for her at the end, too. Cool. So let's check it out. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little sick. We're both a little yeah. under the weather, so we're going to apologize slightly for our voices. But hey, you know, you get that like that steamy voice. When oh, you're right. Sick that sultry voice. Right, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sana sometimes makes fun of me for my sultry voice sometimes. <laughs> when I come in, I'm like, hello. How are you? <laughs> I like it. I, th- I think Thank it's you. perfect. You, you know, it's just it's soothing to the ear. It's just yeah, like, ooh. it's like, welcome to your like yeah. 10 p.m. Friday night, like romance hour on <laughs> exactly. the radio station (laughs) (laughs) well so for people who don't know actually we had the opportunity to meet toddy and talk to her on the captain marvel red carpet Mm -hmm. um uh, about a month ago Mm -hmm. and i remember you you were walking down the carpet and sana goes her dress and i was like her dress (laughs) and then we were like oh hi and then we ended up talking yeah and it was so great because you were wearing this like beautiful like colorful dress and we just talked a little bit about like Captain Marvel and yeah. what this moment mattered. Mm-hmm. But like, what drew you to want to come to the carpet? Um, well, I well one, I've always loved superheroes, and I'm very recently uh, become a really big fan of the of the Marvel universe. And you know, the fact that we have this all powerful woman superhero was very exciting to me and so it was something that I definitely wanted to be a part of and I brought along uh, one of my best friends and castmates Chance who's a huge Marvel fan to enjoy it with me and it it was very exciting I was very happy to see it. What was it like being in the room with all the talent and just like having them see it and experience it with you? It was very surreal it was so so surreal and like I remember getting into uh, the theater and at the time that uh, we got to sit down we were watching Samuel L. Jackson uh, do his interview on the carpet, and it was just like, "Whoa! Like this is this is beyond real." And it was it was a beautiful moment as well to have so many different kinds of people in the room to witness this moment uh, of Captain Marvel and and this stepping stone, I think, into the future of what superheroes can be. Um, yeah. It was really exciting. I mean, it's a great moment in time for fans, for yeah. for new fans, for fans that have been around for a long time mm-hmm. because there's so much influx of these characters that tell great and interesting stories right. and diverse points of view, which I think is what Marvel does so strongly. Exactly. Like I one of my favorite things about Marvel is I think that they and I mean not only do they always take the underdog and, and rise them up, but they they take the what society would usually put on, on the outskirts, and they they find a way to make these people 
or, or rather just to bring them to light and show everyone else how special these people are and can be. It's a very high level of, re- of respect, and I, I think that's an amazing thing. Is that why you like Miles? Miles Morales? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I mean, I, he's such a great Spider-Man. Right. And it's like, yeah, like having like, you know, this this person of color, um, especially a mixed race person of color, like step into the superhero world like that. Like for me, being an African-American girl and being of mixed race as well, like it, it sends the message to so many little little kids, both boys and girls, that you are super, you are strong. So it's like... To see that was like, the, I don't know, it just really blew my mind. And I was like, ah, oh, yes. Um, and it's something that uh, I, my, my castmate Chance talks about all the time. Like, it's his absolute favorite Marvel character. And through his philosophies that he often preaches to me, I, I've learned a lot about him. Is that sort of how you discovered comics and Marvel was through chance or was it, did you become aware of it like elsewhere? So when I was, my, when my first introduction to Marvel was the X-Men when I was a kid. And as a kid growing up, I always felt very, I felt strange. I felt like I was weird and not necessarily in a bad way, but just thought that I was a bit different and off kilter than than the other kids in my class or the other kids at my school. And so when I watched X-Men for the first time, I remember walking out of the movie theater thinking, I'm a mutant. I like, but my powers just haven't come yet. And it just gave me a lot of hope for myself and a lot of um, build and self esteem of, you know, it's not a bad thing to be the outlier and to, uh, to, to be different. Um, and that's what makes me special. So, yeah, the, the X Men, I think, is by far my favorite of the Marvel characters. And I, I identify with so many of them that it's just, yeah, it's become a, re- a really big staple for me. I mean, the X-Men is such a great group because it, they're a family mm-hmm. that may not be a family of blood, but they're a family of, like, companionship and friendship and exactly. bonds. And there's someone for everyone in the X-Men. Exactly. Like, I really love Mystique. And I mm-hmm. first loved her because, I mean, I like that she was blue. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But the more, and, and she's like one of our, like, villains that are hero. That's mm-hmm. like, she's very, like. It's, it's she's dealing with her moral compass and, and, and showing the, the realness of being a human being that sometimes you, you don't know which way to go. Yeah. And and also just to think about the fact that she can be anyone. So mm-hmm. she's a woman. Mm-hmm. So she chooses to be a blue woman, but she could be a white man. Mm-hmm. And that is sort of like what a life you could lead if you could change roles and experience what it's like to be all these different points of view and sort of like diversification She's almost like, she's not transgender, but she's almost in this like weird entity where she's nothing but everything. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I like what you what you said about like, it's not a, a way that I had ever thought of it, of the fact that not like her being able to change into anybody, you could literally change the world like and show people a different perspective of each kind of person and show each kind of person a different way to go about life, which I think is is pretty stellar. Yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of sort of what actors do, right? Yeah. Yeah, de- I, yeah, and definitely like it, it's a it shows an alternate reality, and and you walk away with something, and to show a different reality and and um, uh, appreciate life from a different stance. Yeah, I mean, I think it's so interesting when you're an actor who, who's able to do so many different roles over time through sort of different. Like, I mean, you were sort of like obviously geared into the the science fiction genre, which is like 
booming right mm-hmm. now. Um, and every role is different, like to think about, you know, living in a post-apocalyptic world or mm-hmm. having magic or like mm-hmm. things like weird things like that yeah. is really interesting. It's not something you would necessarily think about as a normal human being. But you right. as an actor have to like find that headspace and walk onto set and do it. Like mm-hmm. what is that all about? Um, well, since I was a kid, I've always had a very big, very vivid imagination. And I play with the idea of belief of with especially with when it comes to like magic like just because we can't see something doesn't mean it's not out there and it doesn't mean it's real so I bring my little kid in when it comes to those moments of like making it real all over again and and um, like putting myself in a world where or not even putting myself in a world but bringing out my little Tati and being like do your thing kid what do you see and letting her take flight, and as well as like with the post-apocalyptic thing, having the imagination to see what the future would be like. And it's like, honestly, like, we don't know. And as much as that's happening in the world, like um, with climate change, with the chaos and, and the, uh, the the kind of anger and greed that's that's circling around, it's, you you kind of have to make a hypothetical situation in order to kind of wake people up, I think, a little bit too. And it may be extreme, but... It's not far-fetched, I don't think. I mean, is that what draws you to doing sci-fi over maybe a more comedy? Or, like, there's so much great sort of uh, scripted fiction out there Mm -hmm. that's, uh, you know, from the CW to Freeform to all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously Disney, too. Like, Mm -hmm. is that why sci-fi It's challenging? It's challenging as well as it's... You have so much more freedom to explore ideas and... Especially, like, what I appreciate about the shows that I've been on is the fact that they've found a way to bridge the gap between, like, the science fiction and reality to, you know, make these uh, unrealistic situations but add real elements so that one can can grasp it. So, yeah, I just think that, for me, yeah, the the biggest reason why I love sci-fi is it it allows the, the, the freedom to see different ways in different worlds. Is it also helpful for you as a young actor to be on these shows that really have a wide variety of young and sort mm-hmm. of like um, experienced actors so that you can figure out your place in your future that you want to do? Definitely. And I, because I stepped into acting or rather into film and television very recently, uh, when I first stepped on, it taught me a lot. And the first cast that I worked with, which was the 100 cast, they were very open to all of the crazy questions that I had and were willing to guide me through the process. So yeah, it, it definitely gives me a glimpse into all possibilities and yeah, allows me to kind of shape my own my own vision. It's so interesting that you started out as a as a kid model mm-hmm. and you kept on going on and now you're into acting. Like I, I think that there's this misconception out there that modeling is easy. It's not. Yeah. It's really not easy. Well I like modeling was actually very secondary for me. I did like modeling with uh, Nordstrom and Macy's when I was really, really little. But my biggest passion was art. I drew a lot as a kid and I started getting into theater when I was in third grade. Um, I went to a, a performing arts school in Oakland, California, um, from middle all the way through high school. And I would do little modeling jobs here and there um, throughout like my time growing up um, with friends or whatever. But I found that I didn't feel that modeling, uh, it, 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 I wanted to be much freer. And I think the challenge is, is that you have to fit to an, to an aesthetic, which is, uh, uh, it can be fun, but it, it is, it, it is it, it, for me, it was a bit confining. And yeah, I wanted to, to kind of break out of that. 
Well, theater is definitely, I feel like, of all the sort of, like, mediums on a stage, per se, like, theater is the most free because, you know, when you're on a stage, you're continuous. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, on a film and TV set, you you do a shot... Cut, do it again. Right. Cut, do it again. Right. And it's like also in theater, you're able to play any kind of character. Like, I've been a boy. I've been a 40-year-old woman when I was 16. I've been a fairy. Like, it, you just, yeah, it, it's, uh, there's no, because there's, you have this push for the audience to bring in their imagination, there's no, there's no bounds to it. Yeah. Do you want to keep on acting and filming TV or is it something you want to keep on doing Broadway? Because Broadway is like exploding for like mm-hmm. for, for people from L.A. to come back to Broadway. And like every time I'm like go outside, there's like a promotional poster for some actor to come back. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like it's it's so free. That's so acceptable that everyone's mm-hmm. just like hops back to Broadway, goes away, comes back, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely want to want to move into theater as well um, again because you just can't beat that. That no second chance, like you were saying, like it's like you know we do it on, in film, we do a take, stop, let's go back, do it again, or like the scenes are out of order. Um, but yeah, like you 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 can't beat that adrenaline rush, the, like when you know when you're performing and and the laughs that you get from the audience or the the oh oh like that really charges your own energy, and it's super exhilarating. So theater's definitely definitely on the on the plate for me. Yeah, I never, it wasn't until I started doing this podcast that I felt comfortable enough being in front of the camera, but I always used to try out for theater, and I was always, the the tri, the tryouts were always the thing that I would like, I'd get on stage and it was just blank. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's hard not to, like, stage fright is a very real thing, no matter how, like, seasoned you are as an actor on the stage, like, you have anywhere from, like, a hundred to thousands of people just staring at you waiting for you to do something entertain us <laughs> so it's like it's 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 hard not to just be like um i'm going to go back behind the curtain now so I, I totally understand that so what's your trick for sort of like going on stage and like calming yourself and like is it just is it is it yoga is it what is it like i've, I've talked to d- different actors mm-hmm. who are like oh we like have tea and we like close the room and we're by ourselves mm-hmm. or um i like to get into my into like my own space like whether it's a corner or a room um and meditate a bit uh just kind of close my eyes breathe visualize my character and kind of bring them in. I'm very spiritual in the way that I work with uh, acting and, and the characters that I take on. Is like I kind of call them from the ether. And, you know, like, here's my vessel. Take it on. I am yours for this time. Yeah, and so I, I do that for about 10 minutes. And, yeah, really let them settle in so that when I go out there, I don't feel like I'm me in front of a bunch of people. It's now this character telling their story. Well, I have I have a fun I have a, I have two fun questions for you. First okay. fun question: If you had magic in real life, what would you do with it? I thought about this question for so long. I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. So one, um, the powers that I would have would be teleportation. I really like to travel, get anywhere in an instant. You never be late to anything, and then telekinesis. Because tele- not only, okay, with telekinesis, can you move things with your mind? You can also fly, for those who didn't know. Um, and it uh, opens up a door for evolution into the other kinetic powers, like cryptokinesis, electrokinesis, chronokinesis, which like basically end up allowing you to manipulate any and all elements of the world. So it's like 
You could travel through time. You could, you're out at a campfire and somebody forgot the matches. You can start a fire. Like, that's, you, you could do it all. Like, with telekinesis, I would, like, kind of have a little bit of telepathy as well. And if I had that ability, I would use my powers to incept ideas into the masses, but utopian ideas. That's a, a, a big thing for me is I believe that there can be a utopian world. And so I would try to use my powers on the biggest scale possible to see if we can join the entire Earth into unity with, with you know, a bit of conflict here and there because humans do need conflict to grow. Um, but making it just a, a, a happier uh, and more peaceful place. I love how thought out that was. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other shows I produce is called Marvel Make Me Hero, and we bring fans in, and they we draw like we have an artist draw them as their hero. Oh my and, god! Yeah, and so that was like usually sometimes while fans come in, and they're very well, they're like, and but you watch them think about it. Mm. You were like, I know exactly what I want. Yes. I know the exact powers. I know how I'm going to do it because I think the struggle with having powers is what do you do with the powers? Right. Okay, one final fun question. Okay. Would you have a magical animal? Yes. What would it be? A unicorn? Oh, good choice. <laughs> That's immediately what went in my head. And I was like, but you kind of look like a unicorn. Thanks. So, <laughs> um, Yeah, like that's, a, that's my favorite, I think, mythical creature is a unicorn. Um, and uh, or, or like a um, shape-shifting jaguar. Ooh. Yeah. Something that's, yeah, because it's like sleek. And it's like, I mean, already like, you know, cats, well, I guess not big cats, but cats can fit through any space. And so it's like to, like, if I need, like, Sheba is what I've called my, my jaguar. Sheba, I need you to look like a small puppy and go occupy these children so that they don't see <laughs> the attack that's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, those would be those would be my two choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like I wondered if it like Sheba could also turn into like a regular house cat so you could like bring her on the subway. Oh my gosh, yes. That would be epic. Like I mean, not that walking around with a jaguar is cool. <laughs> I mean, maybe could, in LA it's an aesthetic, but in New York City, it, you, you might need to like put it in a bag. I feel that it could. I mean, it also could frighten some people too. So that's probably a. B- you may want to do that in LA traffic, though. Right. Oh, just like Sheba, go pounce on that car and make them stop so I can pass them. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. <laughs> the LA traffic joke that only works for people who've been to LA driving <laughs> yeah. LA. I was just there for a week and a half. L.A. traffic, the end. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I mean, now now we've been on both coasts together. Yes. Um, uh, make sure you guys go check out season two of The Chilling Avengers of Sabrina mm-hmm. is now available on Netflix. Yes. It's, uh, it's going to be a, a pretty crazy year for me. Um, I've also got a Disney animated series that will be coming out this year um, that I, I, I've been a part of. So, yeah, it's gonna be it's going to be cool. And where can people follow you on Instagram? Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Tati Gabrielle or on Twitter at, at Tots Bagots. Tots Bagots. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Thanks. <laughs> Make sure you guys go follow her to see what's happening. Um, also, her amazing style aesthetic Thanks. is so great. Um, her nails are fabulous I right know. now. <laughs> oh my God, I wish I could keep my nails that well, but I'm not. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Judy. This has been awesome. 
Thanks again to Taddy for coming and joining us and talking about unicorns, because why not? Uh, make sure you guys <laughs> go check out season one and season two of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, now streaming on Netflix. Go binge it or watch it individually and enjoy it, because it is cinematically beautiful. I binged it. I do. I been, I think I finished season two. Can I admit this? Yeah, like, go for it. In basically two nights. I mean, I think I, I think I think we all get that when you when you like when you literally just have to click yes, I'm still watching, and it goes on to the next yeah. episode, and then suddenly you run out of episodes, and then you're like, what do I do now? I just yeah. To be to be fair, I'm like set, I'm setting up my new plays. I'm like getting comfortable, so it's like you know it's so easy to be you know watching that show and doing other things, but um, you know it's. It's a good show. It's addictive. You know what? Another great show that is currently also streaming and available is the season two of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger yes! on Freeform. Yes! Uh, we actually just talked to Olivia and uh, Emma on a previous episode. Um, we ended up talking about llamas or alpacas. I don't remember. I remember it being amazing. That was how we ended that episode. You're welcome. But Freeform's original series, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, is back. In season one, we met Ty and Tandy as they discovered their new superpowers. Ty, who plays Cloak, can control the realm of darkness, and Tandy, who plays Dagger, can shoot daggers of light from her hands. Okay, so in this new season, there are even bigger issues that the two of them have to face. They'll need to embrace their powers, and they also have to do it super fast because whether or not they like it, mayhem is coming! Make sure you guys tune in to watch season two of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger Thursdays on Freeform. Well, that's it for this special episode. We'll actually be back with even more next week. This is Marvel, your universe. 